Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and a very special guest by way of Fort Worth, Tejas. She is a now Floridian after 34 years. She is an ex-Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. She is a reverse mortgage expert. She is my friend. She is my colleague, Cynthia Myers. Cindy, welcome to the Loan Officer Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're stoked to have you. Uh, One, are you okay with that intro? That was awesome. Yeah, I think it's the coolest thing ever that Cindy was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. And she was like, oh, do we have to say that? I go, oh, my gosh, I think it's like one of the cool (laughs) attributes that no one knows about you because it's such a cool, like, sorority club to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that was dating back a few years, right? A few few years, but here's what's really cool. I don't know if you know this or not, Um, and this is like the whole seven degrees of separation Kevin Bacon. (laughs) So you were a cheerleader at the time that Steve Walsh, was a quarterback and Troy Aikman was being um, drafted, correct? Correct. Okay. Steve Walsh, who went to the University, of, the University of Miami, was drafted also by the Cowboys to play quarterback. Right. Ended up losing his job to Troy Aikman. Steve is who hired me into the mortgage business. That's amazing. Isn't that a small world? Small world. Like super small world. Um, and then today we get to fill the massive void that I've had in this show, right? This is episode 320 for anyone who's at home counting, right? And if you're one of Cindy's friends and you're like, what is TLOP? What's this loan officer podcast thing? Please know this is everything you should have learned in school, but didn't because it wasn't taught. So we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, really anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can find the loan officer podcast or what our friends and our fans affectionately know us as TLOP. Um, or if you like watching me and seeing Cindy, you can go on our YouTube channel, The Lone Officer Podcast, and actually watch episode 320. But the void that we're trying to fill is reverse mortgages. You have been a mortgage lending professional for the past 22 years, and you have been specializing in reverse mortgages Eh, for just a short minute or like 17 of those 22 years. That's correct. And the amount of requests that we have received over the past three years from mortgage loan originators, from real estate agents, from financial advisors, or even the end user, the consumer, hey, D.O. and J.C., can you please do something on reverse? And I'm like, well, here's the problem, guys and girls. I know enough about reverses to be dangerous, but not enough to actually give proper dialogue or edutainment. So I've been looking for someone who could come and sit down with me, who has your chops, who has your tenure, and deliver the message. And then what makes it even cooler, and then I'll shut up, Cindy, and I'll get right into you, I believe you have a background in broadcast as well? That's right. What did you do in broadcast out of curiosity? I used to be on uh, WDBO, and I was with a, a realtor on his show, and we had title and we spoke to just everything real estate and every time they would have me on I was on quite regularly but then for a while I would go on as a guest speaker and the, the phone lines would just light up because this product and just the messaging around it people were curious you know there's well, a lot of questions about it so. yes yeah, so WDBO for anyone who's not in central Florida 
is AM radio that was, I mean, it was the hottest AM station for decades. Right. True story. My granny used to listen <laughs> to WDBO before, uh, in order to go to bed. Like she would turn it on. Was it 540? 540, yeah. It was 540 AM radio. And then they had doctor, was it not doctor, um, uh, Jim Bishop. What, what was he? Uh, the helicopter guy. He'd call in and do traffic. Right. right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I remember Jim Bishop as officer, officer Jim Bishop. <laughs> uh, but OK, so you're on that radio show where you would give typically seniors advice on right. reverse mortgages. Right. Yep. So you've been at this for like a minute or two. A little, a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. How did you get into the mortgage industry? Like in general, because not many of us go to college saying, oh, I want to be a mortgage professional. Yeah. It's not really something that you do think that you'll get into. Interesting story. I'll make it quick. Um, I was in payroll and one of my clients had about 25 employees and I watched over a year his company grow to over 250 employees. And I would go in regularly and try to sell him every product. And he thought I was very tenacious. And he approached me and said, I'd really like you to help me build this business because you're, you, nothing, you have no fear. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what LTV is and what's a mortgage. He goes, I'll teach you. I want to bring you in and help, help build the business nationally. So he gave me a script. And I took the job. I jumped. It just seemed something like that I would like to do. And I was there five years, and I helped build that company from, I think the number was like 248 branches that I recruited for him. Wow. Yeah, so. Was that Doug Long? Uh, no, it was not Doug Long. It was okay. Doug Turner. Doug Turner. Yes. Stockton Turner. Stockton Turner, yes. Oh, wow. Well, rest in peace, Doug Turner. Yes. He is Great a man. who's who of the mortgage industry. Yeah. I knew him well through the MBA, actually. Yeah. Um, very cool. So, uh, so Doug brought you in. You're his payroll rep. And yep. he basically recruited you, which, by the way, that's how many of us got our start, mm -hmm. right? I was selling TV advertising, and I was calling on a mortgage branch, trying to get them to advertise on TV, right. found out that they were hiring, found out they had a training program. One thing led to another. I'm in this guy Steve Walsh's yep. office interviewing. Had no idea if I was interviewing to be an account executive. Like, Was it wholesale? Was it retail? Was I a broker? Was I a banker? I mean, I was that yeah. clueless, mm -hmm. but I liked him. I liked the company, I liked the training. And more importantly, I didn't love what I was doing, which is how I found myself into the industry uh, right around the same time. Like I was um, maybe four years after you, I was uh, 2004. Okay. Yep. And you were about around 2000, 2001, right? Yeah. It, it took, it took me a while to get the confidence to go to him and say, listen, I've recruited all these branches and, you know, I'm learning the ones that, cause I made money on a little bit of money on each branch and their volume. And I said, you know, I really want to originate. And that's where I'm seeing all the money, you know. I've made a decent amount of money. I said, I'm going to take all the best practices of the, my good branches. And he, he agreed finally to let me go open a branch, but I had to be really close to the corporate office. And I just, I just brought in big hitters, and I was a manager. I didn't originate. So when that's how I led me to learn reverses because I said, I just want to learn one product. No way. And that's how I said you know, I was getting ready to ask you, mm -hmm. like, how does one pick up, <laughs> go from being a traditional loan officer, yeah. right? That's helping first time home buyers move up home buyers, mm -hmm. even those empty nesters that are like scaling down, but you're primarily doing FHA, VA, conventional conforming type loans. Right. Reverse is a whole separate beast, right? There's a reason why we're at th episode 320 and haven't done this topic mm -hmm. because it takes a certain person. 
So you're telling me you got into it because you wanted to learn one product. Well, one product, and it also was a there was it was a passion product too because it was a personal reason with my family that I saw a reverse that was bad, and I had to find out why it was bad. And by doing so, I found out they were good. It, they just happened to be put in a bad one. Okay. So then I found out, oh, this is a product that can really help people, and then I found the niche that I wanted to go after and I've just never looked back because there's nothing new about a reverse mortgage correct like they've been around for they've two, been around three decades been around since the early 80s wow. actually the very first one was written in 1968 but then they just kind of went to the wayside but they really came into play in the Ronald Reagan years and they've eventually over time got better and better because they're backed by FHA there's an insurance policy on them so there's so many things to protect the seniors, but not until the crash in 2008 did they really start being more protective of the seniors. With the CF, the creation of the CFPB, mm-hmm. it changed everything. Yeah, so. and I think that's good for anyone to know. Like anyone who's made it this far, a thank you. But mm-hmm. if you yourself are considering a reverse mortgage, or you have a family member considering a, re- a reverse mortgage, Cindy and I are going to do a deep dive into why it makes sense, why it doesn't make sense. And then towards the end of the episode for our mortgage friends who are tuning in, we'll even leave you with some tips and tricks on what it means to actually originate that product for the end user, for the consumer. But I think it is good to know that like anything, there's a reputation that precedes it, but the reputation may be um, old, it may be stale, it may be outdated. And you just said it, like there were some bad apples there were some some unscrupulous originators and there wasn't as much regulatory oversight exactly 20 years ago or even 15 years ago the way that there is today correct so the product itself is the most consumer safe that you've seen it in your 20-year career exactly and it's there's very i mean people will ask me today what you actually asked me prior to this um, podcast what would be the negative and there it's really hard for me to tell anybody uh, what would be the negative except for their particular scenario okay so that's what I do best I think is I go in and I'm a consultant yes more than I don't sell a product I go in and find out what the needs are and the needs could be two three years down the road it might might, might not be today so having trusted advisors along the way is the most important thing out of curiosity if you were to guess, how many reverse mortgages do you think you have originated in your career? So you would ask me if I would guess. I know. You know. How many? <laughs> um, 1,428. Wow. 1,428 lives changed. Yes. And I say lives changed because I told you all in the beginning, I know a little bit. Here's what I know about this product because I've seen it with my own two eyes being someone who helps run a mortgage company that originates loans. And I've been at this game for myself going on 20 years. I have seen people who are in retirement supposed to be the best years of their life, not be able to, to afford home, not just like remodels, like just repairs, just keeping my house in living condition, medicine or worse, the ability to drive across town to watch their grandchild play whatever sport they play Mm -hmm. because they were so concerned about what that little pension check or that little social security check could do for them. Yet they were sitting on their pride and joy 
Right. This home that they bought in 1983 and they paid it off in 2003 and it's worth 400 grand. Right. And it's like, what are they going to do with it? Leave it to their three children who, by the way, are dual income. Some with their PhDs making half a million dollars a year. They don't need mom and dad's house. What they need and want is more time with mom and dad, or they want mom and dad to be able to not live in a rundown home. And I've seen the benefits. So that's 1,428 situations where you're able to step in as a consultant right. and change lives. Exactly. High five. Thank you. That Thank is you. amazing. Yeah. So let's, let's jump right into it now. Okay. Let's jump into, from a consumer standpoint, what is a reverse mortgage? How do you explain what it is to someone who has no idea? Well, it's very simple. A lot of people think, and I put this out there immediately, they think that it's not a mortgage. <laughs> so that's a, a thing that right off the bat I explain, this is a mortgage. So if you were to go down to the courthouse after it's all done, it would be listed as a mortgage. Yep. So nobody would know whether it was a traditional mortgage, it was FHA, what have you. The deed stays in your name as a borrower so that's huge. That answers that question. The bank does not own the, the house. It stays in their name. So what it does, it allows that borrower to tap into the equity of their home. So it's basically allowing them to utilize their own money. It's borrowing from themselves. They paid for the home. It's tax-free. There's some caveats to that. I always let them know they need to talk to their, their, their CPA or financial advisor because there are some implications if they have Medicaid and, or disability okay. that they have to talk. And those are things that we discuss. And I always go in letting them know I'm not an accountant. I'm not a financial advisor. But I bring theirs in. Or if they don't have one in, have one, I get someone that will come in for them. It's very important. You brought up earlier, too, that I always bring in everyone. I find out who's going to be involved within the family because it affects everybody. If this is a decision that's made, you've got heirs, you've got you know, maybe siblings, whoever is gonna be involved if they went if and when they pass away, who's gonna be affected? So we're gonna get get everyone involved. So they want they get to be educated along the way because I want them to understand what's gonna happen while they're alive and what happens when they pass away. So a reverse mortgage is simply a mortgage that allows them to tap into the equity that they have in their home. In many cases, we're able to eliminate, extinguish a current mortgage that's a payment that's really um, a burden, Burdensome. A yeah. bur burden to yes. them. And it's that to me, that's an immediate cash flow that comes back to them because they're not no longer having to make that payment. So instantly, that's uncovering hidden wealth, as I as in my tagline that I have, and. Um, an asset that they are not thinking about. You know, they many generations. I can almost tell you when I go in and I meet with individuals, I their age before they even tell me their age, because it's ingrained in different generations that you pay off your house and you've made it yes. right. And then you've got the early boomer, the later boomers that have two mortgages on their house. You know, they may have a first in the HELOC, and they're living the high life in the villages, whatever, or any of these 55 plus communities. But yet, those double mortgages are killing them. I can usually help them. Sometimes they may even bring some money to closing, and I can help those people too. But it's 
the reverse mortgage can be a solution that takes all those burdens off of them. The one thing, too, that's pretty neat that I get excited about a lot when I have, like I said, I bring everybody in. The kids, in many cases, because nobody's thinking about that as being real money, it's just equity, and maybe they're going to get it down the road. When the kid's light bulb goes off, they, they go, wait a minute, I'm already subsidizing my parents in many cases, right? So why not let them just go ahead and get their inheritance now by taking the money out so they're not subsidizing their parents, okay, so they can look at it that way. And their parents will have a quality end of lifetime to spend with grandkids, to travel if yes. they want to travel, have the kind of food they want to have, ha- fix the roof, put new kitchen in, do whatever they want to do, and ha- and enjoy their parents and let their parents have a good life. And there's the way they've structured the um, actuarial table now with this product, there's so much equity still left. They don't let them take as much as they used to way back when I started. It was they equity they literally could equity rob the properties which a lot of people didn't like that in the business they got out of the business they were like oh i can't sell this product there's not enough money there because it was they were liking it where they could maybe invest it and do whatever with it or some of the kids would want to take it and and use the money otherwise but they protect the equity really well now they meaning the regulators the regulators and i love that about this and like I said, it, it kind of had, we had an exodus of people that were representing this product because they were like, this is not the way it used to be. It was So like, hold on, regulation pushed the unscrupulous Yes, it really did. It really did from to, like 2015. To allow it, the advisors and consultants mm-hmm. the ability to stay on as long as they are truly looking out for the best right. interests of the homeowner. Exactly. It's interesting. You and I use the terminology borrower because in our world, mm-hmm. we don't call people customers, we don't call them clients, we right. call them borrowers. Right. But for the average person tuning in, it's like the homeowner. The homeowner, If you hear yeah. Cynthia say <laughs> borrower, Sorry. It's, it's synonymous <laughs> yes. with, with, with homeowner. homeowner. Yeah. Um, and then something else I wanna clarify, because I'm picking up what you're putting down, but not everyone, everyone. else is. <laughs> know this about reverse mortgages, and Cindy, you're on so that when I say something out of place, dumb, or um, not accurate, then you can draw me back in and kind of okay. correct me, okay? You don't make a payment when you have a reverse mortgage. That is the, in my opinion, the number one benefit Right. is I go from having to make a payment mm-hmm. to never making a payment. So even if I'm not pulling cash out of my home, right? Because maybe I own my home and my home is worth $400,000, but let's say I owe 200000 on it. Right. And by the way, Cynthia used the term actuary or table, right? That is a chart that lets us as lenders know, based on your age, at what loan to value we are allowed to borrow you or lend you money. Correct. Okay. So let's say for whatever reason, based on where someone is in life, based on how much their home is worth, based on how much they owe, maybe we can't let them tap into their equity in order to do a bunch of repairs but we can take over that mortgage by paying it off. Correct. Giving them a new mortgage called the reverse mortgage. Correct. <laughs> and they don't make payments. Mm-hmm. So to your point, they go from, let's say they were paying 1200 bucks a month to paying zero dollars mm-hmm. per month. That's a $1,200 a month savings. For someone on a fixed income, you might as well just handed them 10 grand for someone who is out there and you know full blown working, doing their career. That's a lot of money. 
And so in many cases of the ones that I've closed, they've been able to retire a little sooner. Um, or they've already retired, but they've had to take on that job at Publix or do Walmart something. Walmart as Walmart, a greeter. Yeah, or as a yep. greeter or something like that. So it changes lives. It really does. I have a one of my favorite little stories. I used to work closely with a lot of, I still work with community banks a lot. They don't offer reverses a lot of, a lot of the, the banks don't even have FHA programs. But I worked a lot very closely with Wells Fargo for a while. And I had the tellers kind of trained to recognize when their um, Social Security um, clients or customers yeah. would come in, when their bank accounts would be really low and their checks hadn't deposited yet. So this, this gentleman, they called me in, and he had, he'd have about a 10-day gap with no money wow from the, when they dropped their social security in there so they called me and i went out to meet with him and he was he was like 90 at that time and he had outlived everyone just the sweetest guy and this one kind of sticks out in my yeah. head it's like one of those stories and he was just you know he was f just lively and full of energy and and at the time i think my youngest son was probably in his teens and he i found out he liked chocolate so we made him brownies and took brownies to him I, I brought on brought in meals on wheels he didn't have enough money to you know eat it was just really a sad situation this is why this I'm so passionate about this because it brings out more than just a product it you you get to do so many different things with with these clients and I, I remember a day that I went over there while we we're going through the process I always check in with them and then I brought in um, a financial advisor to do some money because he owned the home free and clear mm -hmm. And so we didn't have to pay off anything, but it, that was back when you got a little bit more of the money. So I wanted to make sure it was taken care of, that it wasn't, there wasn't any family members or strangers that would come in and try to take the money. So um, I went over one day and he was up on the ladder changing a light bulb. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So, but he lived until he was 103 years old. So the product was really great for him. And his one wish is that he wanted to be able to go back to Pennsylvania. He lived in like that Amish area and, okay. and ride one of the little buggies in his lifetime and he was able to do that so how cool is that yeah. and by the way 103 i mean i would like to believe mm -hmm. the stress that you relieved yeah right may have given him three or five of those yeah. 13 extra years yeah. right what a great story that's what i wanted to kind of circle back like just in general trying to go to the basics of a reverse mortgage so we learned it is a mortgage right we learned that there will be money owed at some point whether you sell the home whether you pass and your heirs then take over the home. Right. Right. There, there is a, a debt attached to that home, but anymore you should be left with sufficient equity, at least, in the, at least enough equity to sell your home and right. not owe any extra money or have your estate owe extra money. What is it like in terms of qualifying? Right. So, do, do I do I need a job to qualify? Do I need a credit score to qualify? Nope. No to both or no to no, one? No to both. Um, so I don't need a job. Nope. And I don't need a credit score. So okay. let me explain those. So back in 2000, I keep going back to 2015, they really changed a lot. We do what we call a finan financial assessment now. And that's really just looking at the willingness and capacity of the borrower to be able to pay their taxes and their insurance because that is a requirement. Okay. They must maintain that in order to keep the reverse mortgage in place. So when we take over that existing mortgage, there may be escrows, so that $1,200 could have a few hundred dollars that they still have to pay. 
Um, in many cases, that is the case. Um, but they're still getting a significant amount of money each month. So let's talk about if there's two people. So we go by the youngest of the two when we un- when we determine how much they have access to the equity. Oh, because there's an age yes. qualifier. Right. What's the minimum age? The minimum age to be qualified is 62, okay, for the HUD product. And but that's anyone, like husband and wife have to be 62 or one or the other? Just one. Just one. Yeah. So I, my wife can be 45, I can be 65, and we're good to go. Yeah, but we would use the youngest of the two to qualify with the numbers. So oh, you would, yeah. so the so younger a, I am, the yeah. less money I have access right, to, right. which makes sense. So then the, the younger one of the two would be considered a, a non-borrowing spouse. She would be covered to stay in the home. But if there's a line of credit that's open, when the older one passes away, that line of credit would close up. But she could still, or he could still, because I see both, could still stay in the home until they permanently move out. Permanently move out. At that time, the estate is given an adequate amount of time, like six months, okay. to make a decision. As long as you're keeping the investor in in involved and letting them know, hey, we're either going to refinance and buy and buy out the loan, or we're going to put a sign in the yard and sell it. And I've seen during during the difficult times of 2008, 2009, and 10, that you know, sometimes it took two years to yeah. sell the house. So and you use the word investor, that's it, the servicer. Yeah. The, the, the servicer exactly. that, that technically is servicing that loan, mm-hmm. because you're not making payments, but there is someone behind the scenes that has to tally how much the loan amount increases by, right? right? Because all you're doing when you have a reverse mortgage is you're not making a principal and interest payment but there is interest. The interest accumulates. It's, a, it's accumulating on the back of the loan. But that's why they're so careful to say, well, how old are you? How much equity do you have? Right. And there is a mathematical formula probably that was drafted by like super smart MIT <laughs> PhD grads. Right. Where they can creepily figure out to the hour and minute in the day of your death, right. then how much money you can actually have access right. to. It's kind of the... Yeah, yeah. so that if if you owed 400000 I'm sorry, if your home was worth 400 you owed a hundred, and they said they were willing to give you 200 as a new loan, you would pay off the hundred grand that you owed. Mm-hmm. You would have access, right? I'd have access to that hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Not all lump sum, or would it be a monthly distribution? So most of my clients, homeowners, Yes, I'm trying to get to the right word. Most of my homeowners will typically take the lump sum and that's typically around a third of that hundred thousand. We're just going to use, okay. Okay. Yep. At closing. So in this example, we have a $400,000 home Mm -hmm. where there's a hundred thousand dollar mortgage. We're going to pay off the hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Mm -hmm. And then there's there. Let's just say there's 75,000 left. Okay. Okay. We're just gonna throw some numbers out there. So a third of that would be available at a, in a lump sum at closing. Wow, twenty-five grand. And then the rest would go into a line of credit. Okay. That's available on the three hundred and sixty-six days. So it's the first day of the second year. Okay. Okay. And it has a growth rate on it, especially now with higher rates. I'm seeing the quote the quotes that I have out there right now. The growth rate on that second year line of credit is like seven point. One six five, 
So if they have 70, what did I say, 70? So there's 50,000. 50 left, yes. 50,000 left. By the time they get that, get access to it, it's going to be a lot a lot more than 50. It'll be like $52,000. So, you know, it's really nice. So if they don't need oh, it. so that line of credit. Is so, growing. So in our example of it's a $400,000 home with $100,000 mortgage, with pay off $100,000 mortgage. Mm -hmm. Our client receives $25,000 at closing, yeah. but then they set aside a line of credit yep. that is a $50,000 line of credit in this example, Right. but they can't access it until year two, day one. Right. But when they do, that line of credit grows. Right. And in today's world, it would have grown by roughly 7%. So now you have somewhere around 52,000. Correct. And I can use that line of credit to pull from, live off, take a cruise, right. do a home remodel project. That's my money. Right. That if I use it, I owe it when I sell the home. It just goes to but, the... But I don't make payments. Right. So what I always tell the, the homeowner is I, I say to them, if you need it, use it. If you don't, leave it there because then you're not paying the interest on it. And if you do use it and come some kind of windfall, you can put the money back into the line of credit at any time. And I have people that do that. Some people even will pay in because it's a there's no prepayment penalty on these reverses. So they want to pay into it because of of a legacy situation. They can yeah. do that. I don't I don't ever recommend so it. So I keep on hearing, I'm so sorry, like my mind is blown in a great way. <laughs> this is a financial instrument. It really is. And this that, is a wealth generation tool. It really is. Um, that can change lives. Yeah. Yeah, because it's possible for people to get money. It's possible for people to, well, not, not possible, you don't make a payment. Right. Except for your taxes and your insurance. But and that's. In certain communities. And HOA. And HOA do. Right. right. You still have that housing expense. You still have your utility bills, mm -hmm. but you're not making a mortgage payment Correct. and you could potentially be pulling money out lump sum or monthly. Can, can I get a monthly you distribution? You could get a monthly distribution, but with um, the financial advisors that I work with, they usually um, advise to do a line of credit because it's that if you get a monthly payment, you can give your own self a monthly payment through, and I mean, I can structure it any way you want. I don't see a lot of people doing that, but yeah. it's, so, so you like to partner, not just with the homeowner, but mm -hmm. with their family. Exactly. With their financial advisor and where needed, are their CPA and their, their trust attorney. And yeah, and elder law attorney, especially. Um, it's, it just makes a lot of sense because you've got everybody involved that it's the end of, end of life um, trusted advisors is yes. how I, I put it. And everybody knows what everything needs to be done. And then, of course, all the family members know, you know, what, what's going to happen. I've seen this work in a way where, and I went go back to the very beginning, how it was a negative thing for me to look at a, at a reverse because I knew someone in my family, it didn't go well because there were reverse mortgages that, that weren't insured when I had the experience I had. They were the Fannie Mae products. The FHA product has an insurance policy on it to protect everybody. It protects the lender, the investor, protects the homeowner, and it protects the heirs. It's because there's an insurance policy that, that protects everyone. When we say protects, it protects the everyone involved in case we live through a massive housing bubble crash. crash yep. Then everyone's protected now. Mm, yep, and it protects the heirs that if there's more owed at the end, then they don't have to pay anything. Oh, they can walk away. Walk away. Walk you away. hear that? 
Walk hey, away. boys and girls, brother, <laughs> sister. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Walk niece, away. nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a concern. Yeah. Like that was that was always a concern. Like, oh, well, the bank's now going to own the house. No. no. Mom and dad still own the house. Yep. And, oh, well, you know, if there's another housing crash, I'm like, well, the, the once in a generation housing crash? Okay. If there is. Well, now they're going to come after me. No, they're not. Mm-mm. Nope. They're not coming after you. They're not even coming after mom and dad's savings account. Nope. Right? Right. Because before, what if mom and dad had a hundred grand in the savings account and mom and dad pass and the home's upside down? You're saying, nope. Nope. No more. No more. That is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So then walk me through this. Okay. You and I can sit here for like two or three hours, Cindy, and I want to be <laughs> cognizant of people's attention yeah. spans. Also be cognizant of your time because I'm sure you have like three clients that are waiting for your consultation. <laughs> but walk me through, like, what's the process? Is this like a pick up the phone, call Cindy, and tomorrow you get funded? Or is no. this more of a three, six, nine-month relationship where it truly is a multiple meeting, planning sessions, where you put together a game plan and execute it only when it makes sense? Well, um, I can make it move faster than most because I've done this for quite a while. So I have a pretty seamless process. And what is that? Is that 30 days? Is it 15 days? 30 to 45 days. Okay. Okay. If so, if, if you're in a pinch and you're, you're like, Hey, look, Mm -hmm. this is what's needed for me or needed for mom. Let's roll. You can reach out to Cynthia Myers and she can take great care of you. Right. Okay. But what's the typical? So, um, I really like to have that one-on-one in person. You know, obviously we got away from that a little bit with COVID. But I'm getting back to where that's really important. It makes a big difference and get everyone together. And, of course, when I'm out doing out-of-state, we do the Zoom and all that kind of stuff. But it's really important that they feel comfortable and they understand. And that, to me, is like a 10-day kind of process of really getting everybody together. If they don't already have someone that's a financial trusted advisor, I get that in place because that needs to be in place. So that's important. It's very important. So so you you don't. You don't only need a great reverse mortgage specialist, but then you also need to have a great financial advisor right. in your back pocket, someone that's trusted, proven. Exactly. Okay, perfect. And an example of that is I have a lot of um, relocating people that are moving to the, this wonderful state of Florida. Yeah, and people have been wanting to move here like since the early 70s. It's yeah. crazy. And it's really And insane. they keep coming. Yeah, they keep coming. But they don't necessarily want to bring their financial advisors. So the good news is with all the ones that I do have and many years had the doors closed in my face because they they hated these reverse mortgages. And now they're loving them. They're being talked about at all the financial meetings everywhere that has to be put in part of their financial planning. So you're now, going from being loathed to, to loved. loved. Yes. I love it. It's okay. wonderful. Yeah. So if they don't already have someone, I bring them some one of my trusted advisors so that's really great and then we get together and make a plan and um we get a in a meeting at their office and now me being here we can be doing it here at this office and get everybody involved and then and once they understand it and they're trusting of us then the next step the main step is they have to have a third party um, uh, counseling session that's required of the program and it's telephonic so they literally could have family members throughout the country and they can all be called. They can do it in Spanish. They can do it however it's needed. 
And it literally goes over the quote and everything that I've provided them and goes over all the numbers to make sure that they understand it and then to get a certificate. Are you a part of that conversation? I'm not at all. You're not. I like that. I am not. And I love that because it keeps a a third-party distance to where they're, you know, protected. Not that I'm not going to hurt them but that way but how nice is that? it is it peace is peace of mind peace of mind it yeah, really so is. they they start with you and they could be just the homeowner mm-hmm. they could be the homeowner of their entire family mm-hmm. and then you meet with them preferably with some form of a financial advisor trusted financial right person mm-hmm. they you get their buy-in you get their input right and then you draft your paperwork you talk about the quote you look at your actuary table all of that but before you can move forward they still have to go to a third-party counseling. Which I help them. I have a process that's really easy. I can't say go to this one or that one. I have to give them like 10 options. And um, almost, I'd say 9 out of the 10, I've been working with them. And so I have processes in place where I can get them their documents for them, to them. Makes it real easy. And then I get the documents back, and then we do the application. And now since COVID, um, they moved us out of bedrock we're no longer having to write everything out so we can do DocuSign which is really nice I used to have to do everything wet signature was like 300 pages and two hours for an application so that's changed so that's um, shortened the timeline a little bit and then once application is is done then I can actually lock in what they call the principal limit is was is the amount of money they get access to Obviously, rates are floating and stuff with, with a reverse as opposed to traditional until we get their clear to close. But it doesn't affect these homeowners the same way as a loan for traditional would. No. It, what I we mean, need to lock is that principal limit. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you lock that principal limit based on the, an appraisal? No, I lock it based on the application once uh, the application happens. Yep. So, and then an appraisal happens. And if, if the appraisal comes in higher or lower it just moves at that um, percentage of the principal limit so who chooses the principal limit is it their age mm-hmm. okay yeah so so at, at that date at that date mm-hmm. so the longer you wait with what's going on the longer we wait it's actually we've been doing pretty good the last few days with rates but who knows what's going on okay you know? so, so so there's a I'm timing just, mechanism yeah, there is a timing mechanism. but something i did want to circle back on for the family mm-hmm. is that third-party counselor yeah. The entire family. Yeah. All seven kids, all 17 grandkids. Whoever wants who, to be involved. Who, yeah. I mean, obviously that's me embellishing, right? right? But whoever wants to be involved can be involved. So you can meet with Cindy up front. Then you can be a part of the third party counseling um, yep. consultation. Yep. And then after that's all said and done, then it's you doing your thing with the paperwork and the right. signing, whether it's in person, whether it's electronic, DocuSign, WetSign, all of it's available. Right. But now you're 30 to 45 days away. Once that has transpired from getting this financial tool working to benefit now your client, the homeowner. Correct. We didn't cover this. I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you because you mentioned so many of your clients are moving in from out of state. Right. Wait a minute. But Cindy, do they own a home already in Florida or are they buying a home in Florida? They're buying one in Florida. What? So you're telling me. I can move to Florida. Right. I can buy the home of my dreams. I need to come up with my down payment, but I don't have to like pay the whole home in cash. That's right. I could put some money down, take out a reverse mortgage, never make a payment, 
be in good standing. Correct. And own my home. Yep. So imagine this. Like, I'm going to walk you through, through this scenario. Mom and dad have a nice little nest egg of $500,000. Okay. And they're getting their Social Security and they're getting a small pension. And they find this home in Florida that they absolutely love. And the purchase price is $500,000. Well, in so many examples, especially with the generation born, I'm just going to say 44 to probably 48 yeah. or even 44 to 54. Their brain goes, I'm taking all $500,000 and I'm paying cash for that home <laughs> in the 55 plus Sola Vita golfing community in Central Florida. Right. Or better yet, Margaritaville. I was, yeah, was going to say they're that. They're buying in Margaritaville. <laughs> right. But now all of a sudden that nest egg is gone and all they have is whatever's coming in Social Security, whatever's coming in a pension. Where you're saying, based on their age and some other factors, okay. no, no, no. Don't put down all 500. That's your entire nest egg. Put down 250, keep 250. Yeah. And now you have a reverse mortgage. You're living it up in Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. You do not have a mortgage payment. Correct. You still have your HOA dues and your taxes and your insurance, but you're going to have that regardless. But the difference is now you have 250 grand, which if invested properly, very easily could be 1200 bucks a month of true extra spending money. Right. Right. So now when everyone's going to the dog track to play poker, you don't have to say no. <laughs> right. Or you don't have to limit yourself to one round of golf a month. Now you can do one round of golf a week. Right. Yes. Reverse port purchases are a thing. And I did that for the consumers. I also did that for you because I know how passionate you are about the reverse purchase. All right. JC's already given me the five minute mark. Right. Okay. But I promise this to our friends in the mortgage industry. Can we spend, can you spend two or three minutes? Okay. Like just run me down. I'm a mortgage professional. You have me excited about this product. Okay. Tell me what I should know about the product as an originator before I go out and either get myself in a world of hurt. I make my real, my referring realtors angry at me or I screw up somebody's uh, retirement plans. What are some things that people should know based on your years of experience and your thousands of transactions? Well, the, the most important thing to know here at Waterstone <laughs> is that you Shameless plug. <laughs> you, you have um, experts here that can help you. It's very important with this product that there's certain milestones that if you miss them or you do something wrong, you can make the borrower homeowner ineligible. And we'd have to start over or we'd have a problem with it. With the purchase product, it's very important that the realtors have the right expectations so we don't miss that closing date. And you have to work with someone that knows how to do these in order to meet that closing date because they can take a long time if you don't have a seamless process. So it's very important to know that you're to know what you're doing with it and I think it's important to partner yourself with someone. Um, and that's probably the best advice I could give to mortgage people. I work with a lot of mortgage people from many different companies. I work closely with credit unions that have an entire mortgage. That refer you. That refer me. Yeah. I work with a lot of community banks that refer me because yeah. they don't do them. And it, and it's it's not about 
getting referrals and being paid. It's taking care of their client base because it might be a client that's the mother of somebody that they're doing a, a mortgage for on the other side. So it's all about the reputation of your clients and you don't want to upset your re re referral partners. So keep that in mind is, I guess that's the best thing I could say. Yeah, I want you to please like big sister me here if I speak out of turn. Like I'm okay. giving you full permission to come over the top, slap me on top of my head and say, no, Dustin, you're incorrect here. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna do that. And here's why, because I think I'm picking up what you're putting down, but you're too sweet and too polite to say it. So I'm gonna say it. Okay. Mortgage loan originators. This is a product that is amazing. Yes. This is a product though, as an originator, you are either all in or all out. I agree. This is not something that you could be like, yeah, let me figure it out. It's kind of like that new DSCR loan. No. no, no, it's not. This is something that you're literally talking about some of the best human beings, right, right. in the world. These are our seniors, the most experienced, the most that have already given to our society. Yeah. Um, and the most that we can still learn a lot from. And they're also in a very fragile situations many times, not always. Right. You could really screw it up. You don't know what you're doing. So you're either all in or you're all out. I don't want to discourage someone from, from doing these products, but I want them to understand it may be better if you're only going to have an opportunity to do one or two a year. No, find someone to partner with right. and literally just refer it to that person and trust they'll get it done extremely well. Now, if you work for a company that has a reverse mortgage department and division, by all means, market this product like crazy to your database of past clients, to your database of referral sources, and then refer it to the internal uh, department. Right. Like I am coaching all of our loan officers literally to do that, right? right? Because we have a way to compensate them as well as their branch, as well as compensate the reverse mortgage specialist. Exactly. And, and for that reason, I'm like, y'all, this product is sweet. This product is really good for a lot of people. I asked you that question earlier. I'm like, who's that not good for? In my mind, they're really, really, really rich. Right, from my mind, for everyone who, they look at their assets and they're like, oh, I pay all my bills, I do everything I wanna do, and I still have more money than I know what to do with. Then it's right. like, all right, cool. Like, you're in a good spot. Maybe a reverse mortgage isn't for you. But if that's not you, if you're of retirement age, 62 plus, right. and you own a home, that home has a boatload of equity in it, and you're not able to say, I'm living the lifestyle I want, then you should highly consider this product. But if you're a mortgage loan originator, uh, you're, you should know all in or all out. Right. And if you're not going to do them consistently, you're not going to be able to do them well. And this is not a product that you cannot do well. It just isn't. And I, I always say to my forward loan officers. That's right. Yeah. They, <laughs> by the way, reverse mortgage people call us forward. It took me, I was probably seven years into my career to even know that it was called a forward mortgage because it's just a mortgage to me. But yes, you guys can call us forward. We'll call you reverse. That okay. Works. So I always, I always say to people, if you, if you put a person who's 75 years old into a 30 year mortgage, you should at least mention a reverse mortgage to them. And it's just me. That's just me because it's an option that they should know about. You know, it's just like when you you retire and nobody tells you really how to do Medicare, you know, so that you they're eligible for it. So they should learn about it. And you have the ability with knowing somebody that's here at Waterstone or now, you know, my name, 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I have, I'd be happy to uh, explain it and let anyone know about it. It's, it's a beautiful product. It is cha- it's changed 1,428 lives. Yes. And I've got another 15 or 20 more right now that I'm getting ready to take care of. Yeah. No, it, so, it, it truly is. But for, is, for yeah. my loan officer friends, yeah. it is something that if you're going to do it, you, you have to take every training. Yeah. And you have to commit to it because now you need to do one or two a month every single month. Or just refer it out, right? Yeah. Refer it out to someone that you know, that you trust, that knows this product, mm-hmm. um, because it is pretty unique. One thing we didn't get into, Cindy, um, was closing costs. That used to be a big yeah. like, uh, hurdle to overcome, or that was a rebuttal. Well, look at the closing cost. Mm-hmm. Have they gotten any better? Or is it one of those, hey, look, it is what it is. We can't control it. And because of that, it's the cost of doing business, but there isn't a price you can put on changing someone's life. Um, you kind of put it, said it very well for okay. me. So it, it is what it is. Okay. The um, costs are still there. They're still there, but with rates the way they are, they're still there right now. When rates, if rates get a little better, then we have some room. Um, but, but they'll never, it, it'll never go away the cost up front for the mortgage insurance. And that's the thing that protects them. Okay. So it's, it is what it is. So to, you end up paying about correct 6%. It's, um, yeah. Of the loan amount? Of, of the, the appraised of value. Of the appraised value. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that people have to consider. It comes out of the equity. It's not anything up front. Yes. It's not money out of their pocket. Not out of their pocket. It's yeah. not money out of their pocket. Right? They have it's, a counseling and appraisal out of their pocket. And that's required of the program. Oh, there we go. That's a nice little tidbit. So anticipate a thousand bucks or so. Yeah. Out of your pocket, maybe seven fifty. Okay, yeah, so perfect. A thousand dollars on the high end. Right. It could be as low as six hundred, but yeah. Cindy's saying closer to seven fifty. Yeah, that's the only out of pocket. There is a a there are closing costs associated with this mortgage, right? And those closing costs can be substantial. However, is it really substantial right. when you look at everything this is going to do? Case in point. Would I be willing to spend $18,000 to guarantee the next three years of my life were the most stress-free that I've lived? A hell to the yes. That's a small price to <laughs> yeah, pay yeah. if I put it in that perspective, right? But if I looked at it as just like eighteen grand to save 900 bucks a month, I may have a harder time understanding right. that. But I have to look at the quality of life that it's giving me. It's also giving my adult children who are possibly taking care of me. Right. Wow. This yep. is awesome. Cindy, if people want to get a hold of you, okay. what is the best way to get a hold of Cynthia Myers? Which, I, by the way, it's Myers with two E's. That's right. Yeah. It is. So it's uh, M-E-Y-E-R-S. Yes. Yep. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me, and I, I do really well with texting, is uh, my phone number is 407-920-5382. 407 920-5382. Perfect. How about email? Email. That's a good one. Cynthia. C-Y-N-T-H-I-A. Myers. No dot. No dot. Okay. At M-E-Y-E-R-S. At waterstonemortgage.com. Yeah. Water. Stone. stone mortgage. And mortgage has a T. <laughs> dot com. Yeah. Correct. Awesome. Cindy's. Thank you so much for making time to come sit with us today and share all of your knowledge and your stories. Um, Again, if you all have questions, 
reach out to Cindy. Do not reach out to me. I am not the subject matter expert this time. She is. Uh. But her name is Cindy. My name is Dio. You have just tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. That is all the time we have for you today, but we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.